0: So, hi, everyone. Welcome again to the Front Row Media Podcast, episode five. I've got a new batch of exciting guests with me today. Um, it's a twin sepo, and they represent Rewoven, which they'll tell you about in a sec. Um, but again, thanks for supporting and continuing to support the podcast. Again, this is all shot in Workshop 17 in Cape Town, Kloof Street. And yeah, maybe like I'll leave it to the guests to maybe introduce themselves. Maybe just say who you are, where you're from and what you what you do
1: you start this time <laughs> <laughs> cool.
2: um my name is seppo um i am from durban so i am a zulu teppo um,
0: <laughs> i do not know you're from durban didn't you i had no idea did you from did durban Joburg, didn't i think Joburg. i assume yeah, you're from durban yes. <laughs> um
2: but yeah i'm from durban um been in cape town since about 2013 so sure. applying my trade finding out what works for me what doesn't work for me cool yeah yeah, cool. been here ever since.
3: <laughs> Cape Town's your home.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, sure, so I'm SA2, um, I'm from the Eastern Cape, M-O-N-T, and yeah, so I came to Cape Town in 2013, just like Tsepo,
1: mm.
3: um to study at the University of Cape Town, and yeah, it's been a long journey ever <laughs> since, it's been a long journey ever since, but yeah, I yeah, did, studying PPE, um, or started studying economics and law, changed to PPE, then eventually did my post-grad but um yeah i think the whole thing with me like like tipple was just saying is looking for the thing that's going to ignite my passion i guess yeah and, and like aligning it with the field of study so okay. that's what i've been doing and ever since then i'm here in cape town running we tip.
0: cool so then from my understanding is so you're from durban mm-hmm. and you're from east london so you guys first meets here in cape town right because yeah. of i'm assuming school staff yeah. or etc etc then how does the idea like of of rewoven even come about and i don't even really want to like describe it because i'll describe as this is an innovation project as i always see <laughs> <think> you guys <laughs> stated as but maybe i'll allow you guys to, to tell us maybe more about rewoven because i can tell that's maybe kind of like when it all comes about
2: mm. cool yeah you go for
3: it. <laughs> Cool. So we, we met in university, like yeah. first-year university. He's super entrepreneurial. Like he's... Cool. He, you can talk about that business. He <laughs> started before, but he, yeah. he had started many business... Well, not many, but so, studying businesses. <laughs> and just fit, whereas for me, I would have never thought of myself as a business person. Um, yeah, I think of, my, more of myself as more of a creative yeah. and a problem solver, but I wouldn't necessarily say a business person. But anyway, so... Um, I think it was towards the end of my post-grad, and we were all kind of thinking about the next step, like, yeah. entering the world of work, Yeah. and um, him being very entrepreneurial, obviously we are all part of the Allen Gray Orbis Foundation as well, so sure. I'm, in, I'm encouraged to take that step, and mm. I had the necessary resources in front of me, and the opportunities to kind of leverage that. Cool. So
0: when you say that step, you mean um, going into, like, the entrepreneurial yes, route? Yes, okay yes, cool. yes.
3: So that was there. Um and we were just kind of like, yeah, like let's do something entrepreneurial. Sure. Um, because it's also this idea of, you know, black kids always get told that they should just go to like go to work. Yeah. Like, that's the default A kind of mindset, percent. right? Yeah. We're never actually taught to go into business like mm. as the first step. Yeah. Especially if the opportunity is there. So we decided to kind of explore that. Um we've always loved fashion, like mm. I've always loved fashion, he's always loved fashion. Um at that time we had an he also loved fashion so and
0: he's the he's the the third the third third right okay cool okay so at
3: the time there was three of us and we knew we wanted to do something in fashion we knew we were very entrepreneurial Mm. and we we wanted to solve a problem we didn't want to just like start a clothing line or like yeah you know something that wouldn't be significant so yeah yeah so we decided to look at what's going on in the industry just like searching on
0: Mm-hmm. Reading reports. So, and I'm assuming this is then how it probably then comes about, right? The yeah. the problem that you guys are gonna like solve. Yeah. It's like you first like you realized you wanted to solve a problem. Yeah, and then you did your yeah. when you did your research to see what problems exist in the fashion exactly, space. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so cool. we
3: had this inkling like cool, we wanna do something in the fashion space. Yeah. Started our research. At the time I'm also needing to do my master's thesis. So Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so you're still in, at still in school. I was still in school. I was about to yeah, I was about to start my second year of my master's. And sure. what I didn't want to do was to write a whole paper for a whole year on something that I don't like. Yeah. Cause I've done that <laughs> before in my honors and it was yeah. a mess. So I was like, cool. Whatever we're trying to figure out this fashion thing. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can tie it in with my research, and those two things can help each other. Maybe my master's research can feed into this business idea, yeah. and vice versa. And so,
0: and, and sorry to even catch up. I'm curious, hear what's Tippal doing like throughout this whole period of time? Because you're you're still in you're still in school. You're in, in your in your second year of your master's. You say mm-hmm. you're, you're you're finding out this problem. Like you're pushing that. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Entrepreneur, what is he, like, doing throughout this, this period of what time? This I'm unemployed.
2: <laughs> I'm okay. actually unemployed and Got just it. playing golf. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, f- during that period, I had, so we had, when I was still in Cape Town, we had started the sort of incubation phase of the business. Sure. So, following on from that, um, I moved back home, obviously, unemployed. Cool. Nothing to do. Yeah. So, I had all this energy to pour into something. So Sure into the business, decided to actually do market research mm. Um, mm. back at home because Durban is also identified as sort of a textile hub here in South sure. Africa. So it, like, it just seems like the universe sort of aligned for us to get yeah. this work done. And the research and the time that I was able to put into the company that side while I was unemployed have actually yeah. paid dividends for Got you. where the business is now so yeah sort of yeah. like at the time obviously like super sad and super pleased <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah it's you know you know how necessary. life yeah. you know how life works necessary right? yeah.
3: yeah so that's literally how it started we mm. wanted to do something we looked at what the problem might problems might be and then we're like oh how can we solve this like we had different ways of solving it
0: cool would you mind then like probably then phrasing phrasing the problem maybe yeah. for like the for 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 the audience Compute because like with the work that Rewoven does, right? And like I found it to be quite fascinating, specifically for the time period which you guys started doing it. And I said it because I mean when you guys helped me out with like my honors at at Fedisa, like during my research, that's when I actually kinda like noticed for the first time because I was like I was looking at the problem now for like my my thesis and then I was finding out, Oh, you guys have been chilling like (laughs) in this section of the problem for like years now. So maybe tell the audience like, what is the actual problem which yeah. we're, we're facing from a, a textile recycling, a s- sustainability, sustainability um, mm. in the fashion space mm. So issue. the biggest
3: problem that we found, I think it's like, it's been the biggest problem for the industry sustainability is sustainability. It's a sustainability question. Yeah. Um, ever since, uh, like, what, 2013, with the collapse of the Rana Plaza building, sustainability mm. has been the biggest challenge for the industry. Yeah. And in that conversation is waste in the fast fashion conversation is waste um, mm. there's just a lot of textile waste that you know consumers are throwing away because yeah. constantly buying new garments all the time but this also textile waste when our garments are being made sure. um, and I think in our work that we're doing now in Rewoven, we're seeing that this actually textile waste like throughout every single state there's throughout clothing the rejects, there's unsold inventory mm. so it's not just off-cuts and, and Old clothes, yeah. Um, But the problem is significant. Um, I think there's like (coughs) 90 million tons of textile waste that ends up in landfill every single year. Yeah. Um, So that's 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 a problem.
0: And I mean, interestingly enough, for me, it only took me to understand it more holistically when I when I listened to a podcast. I think Mm -hmm. it was the Business of Hype with Aurora James. I think Mm -hmm. she's Brother Veli's. She's the founder of Brother Veli's, and then she actually kind of like stated that the roots of the, the, the issue is kind of like the West, like the the, the cap, like yeah. the Westernized side. Like the waste actually doesn't really emanate from African countries. I'm, yeah. I'm saying it very like plainly now. Yeah. Like it, it comes more from the West and it kind of like got gets dumped yeah. Um, in Africa. Is yeah. that like true? Maybe
3: that is literally what happened. So, I mean, at the time, when we were researching, we were finding yeah. like all these crazy figures, but a lot of it is in US and EU landfills. So yeah. I think mean we were interested like, oh, okay, cool. Like what's going on in our landfills? So, um so you're right about that. Yeah. Um, that it is a Western problem. Got very you. consumeristic economies. Yeah. Um and also it's a problem of people who have income. You mm. know what I mean? If you have income you've you, got the money to you've got the money to throw things away quickly yeah. because you can buy more. So it is a it is a problem of, of, of Westernisation or those kind of consumerist economies and then what they do is they then dump um those old clothes that they don't like, they dump it into Africa, which creates a problem yeah. for us. But what was interesting for us, so we're like, okay, cool. So we're finding out about all this textile waste mm. that's that's in these U.S. and EU landfills, what's going on in our landfills. Yeah. And because, obviously, we're not as big as China or some of the Asian producing countries, but we still produce, yeah. I think there's about uh, 200 or so manufacturers in South Africa. So where there's production, there's textile waste. So, sure. yeah, we went to Woodstock, spoke to a few manufacturers, guys, mm. what do you do with your waste? we dump it why well what what else are we gonna do yeah. like that's what's no it one's probably, it probably is it's so
0: random us. for them I'm sure even at the beginning yeah. it's like good why would you why do you want this yeah. why do you care they yeah were like we dump it that's like there's sure. no there's nothing else to
3: be done about it so yeah. we obviously were like cool that's great we think that that's an opportunity that's such an opportunity like. yeah and especially with like off cuts I think you can make better mm. once you recycle it because it's fresh fabric. That's the thing with offcuts. It's not mm. like old clothes that you've washed, you use detergent, yeah. all of that. With offcuts, it's literally clean fabric that they're throwing away because it's offcuts. You know.
0: So then, if if I'm then understanding it correctly, and again, correct me if I'm mm. wrong. So we're now we're going from a, a place where, where you guys were at the business initially. Mm. You are working a lot with offcuts, right? Mm. Um, and so when you're working with these offcuts, you're saying you're collecting all of this like. Um, off-cut but clean fabric mm. right from all these different places and then what are you doing with that fabric?
1: The ops.
2: So basically yeah. at this time um, we are collecting these off-cuts and we're repurposing them into, well redirecting them into industries that use them as an input. So okay. what you currently finding in South Africa is that those off-cuts are able to be shredded yeah. and used in a variety of different products. So You'll generally find like probably polyesters being shredded and mm. been put into a puffer jacket, or cotton t-shirts have been shredded and mm. they've been put into like dog beds, and so like yeah. you you no, that waste actually does have. It has like an, an avenue There's something
0: they're using it for.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's currently what we're doing with it, but yeah. can't yeah. share what we're gonna. Do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got
0: you. Got you. Makes sense. Okay. Cool. Answered. And then, like, how how does then the, because I I think for like the the general your audience, I know for myself as well. Like when you I, I saw the concept of, like the bailing, mm. like I got I got super interested like mm. because. I know that again, I'll, I won't rehash your guys' process because I don't fully know how it works. Mm-hmm. Like, you know it more in depth, probably Tepo does. But, like, how does it work then from like that bailing perspective? Yeah. Like, what is that when people sort it in different colors or like yeah. different materials and you see that? Like, yeah. what is that? Do, wh- what's, what's the vibe the with the that? Bailing,
2: yeah, you, know, <laughs> you can go into the colors. You always paint that. <laughs> I think um, I like
0: that setup. Yeah, bailing so and
2: and in terms of bailing, the. Mm-hmm. Currently, so th- we don't process it ourselves, so we need to get it to the customer in the most efficient way. Sure. So, with textiles, you because it's obviously it it has a lot of volume, mm. like you know when you put textile like mm. stuff in a bag, like it it carries yeah. a lot of volume. So when you're able to bail it, you're you're taking away. All sure. of that, and you're able to compress it into something uh, that's okay. that you can now tran- You can transport more of sure on a on a vehicle. Yeah, so yeah. that's basically why we bail it. And those
0: massive, those massive containers. So and stuff. Yeah, okay,
3: cool. Yeah. Process. So, like, we collect from um, clothing manufacturers, uh, mm. cutting houses, largely CMTs because um, that's where a lot of the offcuts are generated. Um, and so before they even go to landfill, we yeah. kind of intercept that process and get it directly from the manufacturer, straight off the cutting table. Mm. comes into rewoven and they, um, so the, the, the recyclable fabric types, and I suppose this is also interesting for the audience, yeah. like what fabric types are recyclable, are biodegradable. So mm. uh, we collect 100% cotton um, and natural fibers. Um, acrylic jersey, polyester mm. um, denim yes
2: Yeah, some nylon, I think nylon. <laughs> yeah. some nylon here and there so, so some of it is it recyclable depends, some yeah. of it
3: isn't um, but those are generally the fabric types we collect they come into Reoven and so then the, our team would sort it so that, that's cotton that's polyester, that's whatever yeah. and then they also would sort it according to different colours and I'll explain why when I speak about the 100% recycled fabric, why that's relevant. but cool. So they'll, they'll separate according to different colors, and then that's when the baling happens. Once everything has been sorted, then we bale it and compress it, and then now we're ready to set it to a blanket manufacturer or a pillow manufacturer or a puffer jacket manufacturer or a blanket manufacturer who uses that, who Got takes it. it, shreds it, and then makes whatever product they want to make from that. Um, yeah, but obviously our big goal is to make 100% recycled fabric. That's, mm. that's kind of the whole... The big hairy audacious dream
0: yeah
3: and so in that process so you collect offcuts, cuts you sort um and the colors that you sort the fabric in so Mm. let's say we've got green here and we've got blue there the cut the fabric at the end of it when you've recycled it will come up blue so that's why the sorting of the colors is important and and this also means that in making the fabric we don't need to use any dyes which is obviously a huge conversation in, mm. in the sustainability space because yeah. dying is yeah dying messes up it's, it's a whole lot of faction so yeah it's, it's,
2: <laughs> a lot of waste it's that's what she means you. <laughs> it's a lot
3: of waste it's
0: just I feel you it
3: damages water supplies it's
0: toxic. I heard I heard yeah. denim Denim, yeah, yeah. Big
3: use yeah. of water. Big use of water. Apparently, dying. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's, mm-hmm. I think that's where I, I, I first, I, I collected a lot from that podcast yeah. <laughs> that I listened to because we spoke a lot about that. Yeah, but dying,
3: dying is bad. So, yeah, so that's what we do. Um, we hope to um not sell to other people at some point and be yeah. the ones who are actually doing the shredding and then making this fabric. Yeah. Um, But currently, we're outsourcing it to people who are downcycling it and yeah. then we're getting the fabric from India and then mm. we're selling it But
0: want to join those two sides. want to, yeah. Can I ask why? Like, no, not even why India per se. Like, why do you want to be, because I think that probably like, probably bleeds well into like the conversation about the current context in terms of employment and stuff like that. Like, why do you want to like be, why do you want to end the hairy audacious dream? Like you said, why do you want that to be, to result in essentially like you guys being mm. the ones to provide the 100% recycled fabric mm. like w- why that dream?
3: Mm, mm. You, t- you
2: can talk <laughs> about that dream. you don't I have to look at me Yeah, I think,
1: I think
3: for us the big thing in starting the world which I didn't mention at the beginning was development uh, Sure. I was studying economic development so yeah so the, the cool. whole the whole clothing story was a development exercise how can clothing actually help development that was kind cool. of the thinking around it
0: really it. was an innovation project yeah eh? yeah how <laughs> can
3: sustainable fashion help development so cool. big thing is jobs right we know in North south africa we have a high unemployment rate oh my god i was so shocked i was reading the unemployment figures it's crazy yeah like youth unemployment it's youth
0: is isn't like 65 60, or something it's more
3: than half dude That's lit. it's more than half of yeah. young people are unemployed i was yeah. genuinely shocked and then i think now the broad unemployment um I think the normal it, it's 40 like something. Forty something. Dude, that's yeah. almost half of the population. Yeah, I, w- I was just completely shocked. So yeah, that's something that. I and I think I
0: was reading those stats, relative, comparing them to like where we are from an, um, an an economy perspective. We've got the second best economy in Africa. Yeah. Like behind Nigeria, and we've got like the what the
2: 28th best in like the world.
0: Yeah. That, was, that seems like we're pretty high. Like yeah. we're supposed to be but doing it's services,
2: it's services that drives the economy. True. So yeah. So. yeah
3: which adds yeah. actually to what I'm saying. So, yeah, mm. manufacturing is a good, good industry for generating jobs, um, particularly cool. in the context where you have a lot of people who don't have skills, who haven't yeah. had any education, haven't gone to university. Yeah. And that's a problem we have in South Africa. Yeah. Um, we have unemployment because people aren't able, they don't have the necessary skills, or if they do have skills, they're not matching to what's in the, in the job market. But we have a huge pool of labor that's unskilled. Yeah. And a lot of them are women. Yeah. What industry loves employing women? Yeah, it's the clothing right. industry, right. right? Exactly. So that was our big thing. And a lot of people always ask us like why would you go into the clothing industry in South Africa? Like it's dying. Um, you know, like why would you even think that? And our thing is yes, it is <laughs> it, it, it hasn't been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna lie there, but we see the opportunity, do you know what I mean?
0: I think there's so much opportunity.
3: Right, exactly. And I think it's just this attitude of like, yeah, well, you know, it's dying and it's dying (laughs) it's it's not good enough especially because it's an industry that can actually like help a a significant in a
0: significant way you know the the work that you guys are are doing is for me paramount purely because I feel as if it was work which we were doing at some point in time in this country up until and I I learned this in fashion school like funny enough up until production like took flight to China yeah like uh, and uh, it made sense for me like when you you even go through woodstock and salt river there are a lot Mm. of these abandoned abandoned factory molds and a lot of those just chilling here like in 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 cape town specifically yeah purely because it's like we apparently it's like south africa like used to be like a massive clothing production like you know up until it became cheaper to produce in china and then it all fled and left there so it's kind of like what you guys are doing like right now is kind of like reviving the economy like literally
3: yeah, there's only a few fabric manufacturers in, in South Africa and that actually chows us because mm. um, with a lot of the retailers now, when they want to make clothes, if yeah. you're choosing to be based, you base your production in China, mm. um, and then you have international fast fashion brands, they're doing things a lot faster than you, so mm. you're losing out. By yeah. the time you've made your garments, we've already seen it at X brand and X Ch- brand, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it makes sense to localize production and I think that's what covid has taught us that's now you see a lot of the big local retailers are like okay cool like we're going to manufacture in south africa now because we have to like it improves your resilience it makes things a lot more efficient like yes. if you just have production here, yeah. so it's also part of that reindustrialization conversation i think um yeah that we need to have in south africa and like what that means for our own resilience for our economy
0: got you and then like now to maybe like wind it back so let's let, let's maybe speak about i'm gonna put you guys on the spot here for a bit maybe give me like three things mm-hmm. right which you would probably want someone to 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 walk away with before we move from this topic because it's a super important one but like three things you'd want maybe like the listener right now to to be aware and conscious of when it comes to like maybe recycling mm-hmm. so there's not of pre like wrong mm-hmm. preconceived things like people didn't know for example that maybe like die Dye eats up so much mm. you know um, mm. sorry like um denim mm. like takes up so much in terms of dye and stuff so like what would you maybe say in terms of someone who wants to maybe support the kind of work which you guys do maybe yeah. and wants to maybe like if they have off cuts of some sort first thing limiting it to three
2: <laughs> to
1: three
2: yeah, yeah cool uh. uh my first thing would be and I'm just going to speak generally sure. Like not so much around recycling But more so around the topic of sustainability Sure um, First thing is Consumers need to get curious mm-hmm. Like ask questions Like find out where your shit comes from Yeah How that shit was made Yeah how, how you should be looking after that thing How you could make that garment last Yeah Like and also like when you understand where something comes from, I guess like create create relationships with your mm. garments. Just buy better. Yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. Don't be reckless. Like, yeah, just, just like just like buy stuff you need. Buy yeah. stuff like that matters to you. Buy stuff that you're actually gonna use. Yeah. Um, second thing, um, understand that sustainability affects you directly. Yeah. Um, like it's not this like airy fairy European thing that's like oh shit like it's, it's all the it's, way and there and you th- know th- what the i mean only thing was,
0: uh, it was made to seem that way a lot of the times before but i feel as if now like people have more of like a, an attachment to like a, the, you know like the idea uh, yeah so people, people want to like buy into it or like you know like listen to what it actually is now
2: yeah and and also understand that like the sort of like ideals and principles of sustainability exist in us as africans yeah. people of color like the things that our grandparents used to do the things that our parents do to like preserve and mm. just made me think about your guys, guys i'm
0: so gonna ask you about that like <laughs> like I, but i'm, save, I'm saving i'm, I'm <laughs> saving the juice for later i'm saving the juice for later i'm so gonna ask you about that
2: yeah so, so like <laughs> it's definitely one of those things of like yeah just understand that like sustainability like it matter. it should matter to you definitely got gotcha. um sure the third thing
0: yeah um Maybe like a preconception, like something which someone maybe thinks about, like, oh, uh, sustainability maybe is this or is that, mm-hmm. but it actually really is not. It's not expensive. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, so so it's not expensive. Yeah, it's not expensive because be. if you're, mm. look at it this way. Yeah. If you spend a thousand rand on a really quality t-shirt that, yeah. you know, that's been made the right way with the right types of fabrics sure. um, and just like put together really well mm. or even even if it's done Maybe made locally And mm-hmm. maybe cost a little bit more Because it's local Sure Instead of buying Like A hundred rand t-shirt That you're gonna run through Like mm. Two washes And like That shit is fucked Yeah Like you're not gonna wear that shit yeah. anymore Like You know Like you keep buying these hundred Rand T shirts, like yeah. it, it it adds up where like yeah. you could have bought one really quality t shirt. Buy a soul, so like, salty. Just like you know yes. what I'm saying, up yourself, you know, yes. yourself. Buy buy like some good, good good. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> make yourself feel that like yeah. you deserve yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> take it. also just take your time with it. Like yeah. when it comes to like your your style, you like how you nice. dress, yeah. like you know, how you express yourself and like your fashion sense, just take yeah. your time yeah. with it. Like if you take your time with it, you'll generally find that you'll buy better stuff that you can keep for longer and you can do more with. So, yeah. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my Look. gosh. I would have loved it. Still <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um,
3: yeah. Yeah, but you literally touched on a lot of things. I think, like, one, like, why should you care about sustainability? Because um, I think a lot of people, we care about a lot of things as millennials once mm. we know that it's worth caring about, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of the times, people don't know that, they don't know what they don't know. So, it's yeah. not even to uh, you know assume that people are just being reckless, a lot of the times people don't know and that speaks mm. to that point of
0: I know I didn't know. I exactly know.
3: a lot of people don't know. So And
0: I own a lot of shit. <laughs> so yeah. like I really didn't know.
3: And what I would say to people just like remember that everything is interconnected. Like mm. everything is interconnected. So like you know with the Black Lives Movement and like how we care yeah. so much about that that links with the sustainable fashion movement because black women are making our clothes and they're mm. not getting paid. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Yeah. So it is connected to that topic. I um, gotcha. um, And it's connected to people that we care about. It's connected to an environment that is sustaining our lives. So everything is super connected. It's connected even with you. You know mm. what I mean? Because a lot of the times people think, oh, fast fashion, it's cheap. Uh, it's cheap, but like we've pointed out, um, they don't care about you as a consumer. They're giving you a garment that's not good quality just so they can make the most money off of you. So get curious,
0: like mm. I said,
3: like want to understand. because If it's a hundred
0: rand, inquire why exactly. that
2: t-shirt's a hundred Because they're still um, making their money, eh? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Certain people just aren't getting paid in the process. Yeah.
3: Exactly. So how I got into it, like I I started caring about my hair, you know, black girls' natural hair, sure. and that, that same attitude where you learn, like, oh my gosh, like what I put into my hair, yeah. like I need to take care of it. and Then you go into your food, you know, how. Yeah. Food, and then you like, okay, cool, I I think food
0: this? for me was the most alarming exactly, thing. Exactly,
3: exactly. It's the same thing in everything. Is, yeah. is the point that I make? It's the same thing in hair. It's mm-hmm. the same thing in food. It's the same thing in clothes. It's the same thing in our digital. I'm finding out things about how our phones are made, you know, Yo. and how capital. It's basically kept cap- Everything that's been made through the capitalist model. You just need to Crazy. think about how it's been made and how do you as a consumer because our money basically either votes for yes or votes for no for this thing. When you yeah. buy something you're voting for this is the way I, I'm it's easy being able for it, it, yeah. Exactly. So I'm um, realize everything is interconnected, realize because of that that you need to care. Yeah. With everything that you consume and buy, you need to care what's going into it. Um, that's the Got first it. thing i like the point that you said about take your time i take my time when i buy clothes. Like yeah. literally when I, buy I never clothes, used to take my time i always used to always used just like i don't know Dude. see
0: it like it and wear way i'm like it's done Dude, but campus, now i take my time
3: like go leave campus like go to canal walk bye 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 yeah. like and then what happens you don't like it afterwards or like you wear i buy it i'm like it's actually
0: not that fly anymore exactly. i've spent money for it it's gotten a bit uglier
3: exactly so, I d- and I have so many of those clothes. So many of those clothes, like I haven't worn it for years
0: because yeah.
1: like,
3: it actually isn't that nice. Yeah. Um. So take your time. Like so, now when I'll go to um a store, I'll make a mood board. Obviously, by like there's no <laughs> there's no need to do a mood board. There's no need. To be,
0: like <laughs> an entire mood board.
3: Like it helps me just like okay, cool. This I'm gonna wear with this. You know, it's you. Gonna, it goes with this in my wardrobe. Yeah. But like just take your time. Don't buy the first thing like, that thing is your heart. Got gotcha. So that like when you do buy that thing you actually like it, like yeah. and you wear it for a long time. Um, and then what's the other thing that I would say? Yeah, I think those are the most important to be honest. And then again, like sustainable fashion does not have to be expensive. I think there's also this thing like, oh, it's so expensive. There's so many yeah. different options. There's thrifting, um, there's buy dope garments and make sure they last for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yes. But um it really doesn't have to be expensive. And like Africans, we are the pioneers of sustainable fashion, to be honest. Mm. I was explaining during our future of fashion roadshow that you know how our traditional garments are made, or Nigerian, there's no offcuts in that process because, like, the fabric is, like, square or whatever. Mm. No offcuts created there. It's natural fabric, natural mm. fibers. Um, those garments tend to be passed down. You yeah. know, never really throw them away. Um, so we we have this like we need to stop thinking that sustainable fashion is this new thing sustainability is this new thing slow fashion is this new thing it's because we're looking there yeah and we're buying what they're selling us but we need to we're the like the pioneers of this whole thing
0: that was the most interesting yeah. I, I think a bit of of what you guys did and i think that the, the what i wanted to me ask maybe to speak about right now would be like what you just said right now the future fashion road shows it's like what what is that and and what even when it came about, like because I I know like it actually mm. got like you, you managed to get the Swedish embassy, if I'm not mistaken, mm. like like involved in the whole like vibe of things because mm. there was the event which you guys invited me to. Shout out yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 streamed <laughs> I streamed it live. I streamed it live. I couldn't actually go be there in person well, because you, I was I'm a, this, yeah. a fashion student at the time. <laughs> yeah, but like I was watching everything and I saw and even with all oh, yes at towards the end for me that was the most interesting bit of like everything and the film but we'll get maybe to that like what is the future of of fashion like because you guys are doing road shows for it now as well to different fashion schools so talk us through to that
3: yeah go for it i feel like i've been chatting okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) so um just to like rewind yeah um so when we started this whole um R- movement Let's call it a movement Wow, mm. um, wow. <laughs> It is well, actually it is, true. Um, it is actually Or we didn't start
3: it with, yeah, yeah.
2: But, Well we didn't start it But like when we You know Thought to get on board And you know Put some energy behind it um, We found that Locally it, it didn't have much Of a platform mm. um, And We found that People were discussing These things that we're Talking about But mm. people were Discussing in silos sure. And We Fortunately, had the opportunity to go to Sweden back in 2019. I think, mm. um, as a part of a, like Fashion Revolution program, where they had experts from like all over the world, just like to be there for a week, just That's to like dope. see what the Swedes are doing. Yeah, Yo, wow. also Sweden just the to fly. also just to yeah, man. Like Sweden, Yo. Sweden in terms of like <laughs> I think like recycling and like okay. just like pro like systems yeah. that that foster like. Sustainability, Mm. like they're they're on top of that. You know, like the Nordic the the Nordic countries are just known to be very clean and like. So yeah, yeah, they invited us there for like a week, where we met people from all over the world, just Mm. like discussing the things that we're talking about here, and we just thought to ourselves, like, damn, like it's great. We know all the stuff. Mm. Like, let's use it for something. Let's 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 share what we know. Let's 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 take it further. Mm -hmm. You know, so. We thought to create a platform in collaboration with the Swedish Institutes and the Swedish Embassy Mm. um, to allow us to, to, you know, to disseminate this information around sustainability and begin to really talk about solutions that (coughs) were not only, you know, that fitted the the global view of sustainability, but like Mm. locally. Mm. Yeah. You know, like what what does sustainability look like for us as the South African fashion industry and yeah. what are solutions that we can bring to the table and yeah so we created the platform mm. in 2019 like literally in a month just like let's go let's do something month, planned yes. it in a month <laughs> i don't know Wh- while mess. in cape town <laughs> <laughs> literally landed like
3: you know how entrepreneurs are crazy
2: like, <laughs> yeah was, why, why did we say
3: yes to that we did like, how do you plan an event in a month dude
2: and land like three days before and just yeah be like, okay cool like, <laughs> the, the venue exists okay cool you know let's yeah. put it all together so yeah and the platforms now like it's grown and it's it's really become uh, a sense of pride for us um a sense of pride for us as africans as south mm. africans around like you know like our practices our and and our ideologies around sustainability and yeah, it's just grown. Yeah. It's, it's 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 the baby next to the baby, mm. you know, mm. that we just love so much and like mm. every year we just have so much energy to pour into it because we want to create, we want want it to be stimulating every yeah. year mm. and really engage people. And the reason why we called it the future of fashion is because it's for us, young yeah. people who are the future of fashion. Like gotcha. FRM is, is mm. a part of the future of fashion and we that's why are. yeah, we think it's so important that like we engage young people around yeah. these around these issues around sustainability because at the end of the day it's going to affect us the most
0: exactly and i, I think because for me and like i want you guys what about the event i want you guys to also chat about the yeah. the event purely because and i don't want us to like not speak about it and understate it purely because that was a phenomenal event and i i i, I literally say this not you know like in just to be nice or anything like that really was a very very good event Thank like you. and uh, even me being able to live stream it like that, that was first of all mm-hmm. like super well done and just from how you were able to arrange the speakers um to the film that you guys showed which i thought was exceptional you guys can see it on on youtube yeah. i watched it there as well again um and if I'm not m- mistaken, right, Tinuke was the host of your guys' event, right? Yeah. Who I'm, I'm still trying to get her to this podcast. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, like, I think she's. Really just well <laughs> I don't she's, think we will. Yeah, be. I hope she sees that she's absolutely phenomenal. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah so like a lot of the, the elements are just super well thought out. Yeah. Um, how does th- how that, that must be extensive planning? Yeah. A lot of a lot of <laughs> sleepless nights, shouting at
3: people. Literally sleep, sleepless nights. Yeah. But like Tippo said, like. It's, it's, it's the passion of wanting to teach people about sustainable fashion, but in ways that are engaging for people. Yeah. Because I think when people talk about this topic, it's always like in this academic way, or it's certain people who look a certain way, you know, mm. that are having these conversations in yoga pants, in Cape Town, yeah. with yeah.
1: the bamboo <laughs> Yeah. you yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, you can your moms. You can
3: your moms. And that's great, right? Yeah. Like, we live in a country with majority young people, with yeah. majority black people, and we're saying we care about sustainability, too. we want to make things Move. So we need to speak to the majority in ways that they understand. Speak to the kids. and I think that's that's what Future of Fashion does. So we'll always try to teach about this topic, but like in an in interesting way. So we have uh, master classes. Um, we partnered yeah. with, with Twig. Um, on Shout out like to Twig as well they're amazing. They do a lot in terms of teaching people consumers especially dope. about what to do. So we partnered with with Jackie um, to have four master classes. All of them based on what's happening in South Africa. What's happening yeah. in South Africa when it comes to textile waste. Um, what's happening in South Africa in terms of creating a circular economy, mm. um, what's happening in South Africa in terms of using our own indigenous knowledge and slow fashion. Um, and also, we had a conversation on how the sustainability conversation is not inclusive um, yeah. because we felt that that was necessary as well. Um, and again, just I, I think our aim is always to also have a, a, an, Afri- an authentic perspective on the topic. We don't want to sound like everyone who's <coughs> talking about this topic already. Yeah um we have a unique perspective and so that's you where understand the it, came it. In.
0: yeah the film was super that's where well. the
3: film came in COVID also forced us to make to make it a video thing and so yeah. that's that's where the the mm. film came in and um, that's also the live streaming that was a COVID. we would have never done live streaming i don't think without COVID. but now we're sticking with it yes <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah,
0: well dude like you did it well even like the the bits and like the the poses and the mm. stuff like the way it was panning around and stuff like, oh, like mm. the way it was like just chilled or like sitting and
2: stuff it wasn't awkward i felt like i was there
0: that's how interesting hey
2: because
1: like
2: that was off a laptop like we literally had like a laptop perched like on top I of i feel the like sound. we felt like it was a bit shady yeah we, <laughs> thought, we, Yo, we thought it was shady we were like on oh, my back next year because <laughs> <laughs> i was because like,
0: i was because uh, i was like i really wanted to be there that's the yeah. thing so you don't mind when i'm we watching it when I'm, when I'm there I'm like I kind of feel like I'm here and I'm not complaining you yeah, know what I'm saying yeah. like even the way the film screen and stuff mm-hmm. and you know S- yeah
3: so everything is very well thought out like yeah. um, to Nuke it was a very intentional decision why we could have very, very good easily decision. gotten anyone else but it had to be her for a certain yeah. reason Maseho facilitating the, 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 the panel discussion yeah she was very nervous because she's young I was like I don't care Ah, uh, <laughs> don't uh, care. you're conscious coconut, good, you're cracked. coconut cracked. Stop. Good, good 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 right yes yeah. yes yes do. there was a reason why she was the one yeah. in that conversation. There was a reason why Okoko Tinewo had to be there because we're speaking about indigenous knowledge and African sustainability. Are we going to now go get a professor, you know PhD mm. from African Studies to come No, we can get Doesn't someone Yeah, we can get literally a traditional healer whose entire experience is yeah. this thing, you know like, yeah. and also that pro- that process of legitimizing our own knowledge in the way that it is, mm. you know what I mean? So She was so insightful yeah yeah so it's just it's a lot of thought it's a lot of thought into trying to speak about this in an authentic way and Mm. in ways that are different and stimulating for people and yeah we we put a a lot of energy into like we're very excited about the one for this yeah i'm definitely
0: (laughs) coming we're all (laughs) coming to this one for (laughs) sure like (laughs) no cap cap. and then like maybe last last two like speaking last two speaking items or questions maybe like it's not really questions per se but maybe talking items like, what are you guys' plans for the future? Like, like I know, like what are you guys are doing now and stuff, but like, Talk. what do, what are you guys? What, what is exciting you? Like, where where your minds at? Basically, what you
2: what you got? Sure, cooking. Um, <laughs> there's just there's just like well, let me not say there's just so much because there's not, um, <laughs> but the, the the dreams are really big. Yeah, um, the dreams involve a lot of discomfort. Yeah. for a lot of the industry in terms of like what it currently looks like sure. it's, it, it's gonna require a bit of shaking up gotcha um we it's necessary though. yeah we want we want to have a you know a facility that not only like produces this great product that mm. is um, South African and is you know is made in a really thoughtful and you know mm. resource efficient way but we want to yeah. have want to create a company in the space that you know that represents the future of how it is that you know people are treated at work we we want to create we want to create a workspace that is dignified that's so profound a workspace that is you know progressive a workspace that is representative of the ideas that we have Mm. around um just like what the world should look like and Mm. you know what what how clothes should be produced and mm. yeah without saying too much that's that's <laughs> that the, that's you, that's yeah. sort of like what our f- what we see as our future and what we are working towards currently yeah. Fuck, it
0: must be it must probably be so cool to work with you guys i'm just i just thought about this world of work and i was <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> what the future to <laughs> future the, you know like it's black owned stuff like mm. young people like you know what i'm saying understanding of rules culture mm-hmm. like corporate culture like young black kids in corporate like you know your vision your mission mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure it must be so refreshing to see like a much more newer refreshed one mm-hmm. Peter. because we're we're at the point right now where we're the ones cultivating that for us yeah. mm-hmm. and it excites us so imagine being able to like as an external person get a peek into your guys's company and what you're creating mm-hmm. you know
2: Thank yeah, you. I hope Les is having a blast I <laughs> Les <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, the, you
0: know, the, guys, the yeah. other guy Yeah, yeah you so our colleague, yeah Liz. Liz. Got you, got yeah, you Yeah, that is the
3: vision,
0: I would say yeah. <laughs> um, Cool, and then So that was the one talking bit And the second, I think Would kind of like just I always like ending these off In a very like um, y way but, <laughs> but just because I just feel as if Like there needs to kind of always be Like an amount of value add that people you know get from this mm-hmm. and having such you know guests who like kind of like are you know becoming quick massive like leaders and experts within the, their field right now and you being young and black like how would you what advice would you maybe give to like young black people maybe even like like us like frm for example you yeah. know what i'm saying who are trying to infiltrate a space it's not easy to purely because a lot of like um barriers to entry in place various entries which Look different, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Each and every time, like, what would you guys say would be the best amount of advice? Um, mm-hmm. won't hold you guys to it, but like, just <laughs> 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 like, what's worked for you guys in terms of navigating this massive um, dream?
3: I think for me, uh, I'll kind of um, repeat my forefront. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very passionate about young people doing things in South Africa, yeah, um, because I do have this feeling that the older generation is not getting out of power mm. um, they, they're they not going to go anywhere um, and I think that as young people we shouldn't wait for them to go we should just yeah. do our own thing um, right. uh, when I was in Rwanda someone was talking about like as young people we're, we're still waiting to be given permission to sit at the big table with the older generation so we yeah. can do what we want to do and make the change that we want and he yeah. was like, don't, just start your own table. Like, yeah. literally, just start your own table. Just, like, do what you want to do. Um, mm. And if there's limitations, there will always be limitations. So I also think sometimes millennials, we think things are going to be perfect. Yeah. There's always going to be a challenge. Like, you will overcome those challenges. Partner with people. Like, collaborate. Like, do what you want to do is my point. Like, yeah. no matter how difficult it seems, it will be difficult. So I'm not mm. even going to lie then. <laughs> oh, it's going to be difficult. <laughs> but, like, that's not a good enough excuse for me to not try. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And there's so many resources you have there. And I know it doesn't look like there's a lot of resources, but we have each other. Like, if you have a strength, someone else has a strength that you can kind of put together. And yeah. sometimes things don't also have to, have to happen now. So, you know, like, just just do what you want to do. Don't make it a, a, a thing that never happens. Actually do it. But the how might be different. But definitely, like, follow your dreams. That's my thing. Um, Got it as young people we have to like we just talk about the unemployment rates like like i said the older generation generations not going anywhere yeah. so we can't be in this limbo we're waiting and they're not going anywhere yeah. just do guys just get up do and find a way to make what you want to happen yeah. happen that's it
2: sure i'm gonna keep mine really short yeah. um, <laughs> just also piggyback on what what is said yeah. um understand that it is going to take time mm. the how is not important mm. um because what you'll find is that the how changes, changes along the way yeah um be versatile be i hope i'm using the right english word malleable mm. that's why um, yeah that's is, that, is that the right word, word? Yes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah just just be open to change don't mm. don't don't be fixated in your idea of how it is that you think you're going to get it done yep. um mm. and also just take your time yeah. take your time to to fully understand what the problem is because it like with what I said to said around the issue the problem that we researched and found the incident and started looking at <laughs> like the the problem has it, it's it's developed like it's mm. gotten more nuanced as we've gotten into it mm. so understand that the problem it's it there's still further understanding yeah. that you need to do and also around the solution understand that the solution is going to consistently change. And then the last thing I'd say is remain curious, ask questions, put yourself in uncomfortable positions. Like one thing I'll, an example I'll use, I hate talking on the phone. I used to hate talking on the phone. Like you'd call me, I'd literally be like, "Ah, (laughs) wait till the (laughs) thing's done, reply on WhatsApp. Um, And like, just like, Phoning people and like speaking sounds to people very on the phone, familiar. <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds very familiar, yeah, just, and like, yeah, like just customer interviews, like having yeah. to do that, like that was super uncomfortable for me, yeah. and like I hate, like I'm, I'm introverted, so like that sort of stuff is I just like, whoa, oh, I don't, I don't want to do that, and no, lean into that discomfort because yeah. in that discomfort is where the gr- the personal growth happens because mm. now I can I can talk to anyone on the mm. phone. Yeah. I'm that guy that's calling you like yo. <laughs> <this> is what <laughs> really? I leave. Um So yeah, it's just be curious, lean into the discomforts. That's where the growth is. That's where the answers lie. And yeah, you'll get it done. And
3: black kids, back yourselves, man. Yeah. yeah. Back, that's. I think that's the most. We've like, got
2: souls, back, guys. Yeah. We've got all yeah. the souls, literally, black yeah. kids, literally. we have the
3: and just back yourself. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Don't, like, they, it's going to be hard, Yeah. But whatever, like, yeah. back yourself and just go, you know, and, and, and do what you
0: want to do. A thousand percent.
3: Away.
0: Yeah. I I, I I think I can't even continue that more period. That's the perfect way to end. Like, thank you to both of you guys so much thank for you. actually, like, evading you. yourselves. I know that you guys were even keen to do this the first time we spoke about it when I was still, like, a fashion student, but, like, I appreciate you guys, like, pulling up, coming, and sharing your, your resources, expertise, knowledge, everything, energy source, your oh, okay, okay. yeah, yeah, with everyone, like it, it's super dope, and yeah, thanks to everyone for tuning in,
2: and yeah, thanks everyone, cheers. Cool.